0: affect me Welcome to the channel welcome to a life in jesus christ if you just got saved recently if you just got saved uh, i always tell people to jump into john 3:16, read that one single verse uh, don't go all over the bible don't just open the bible and start reading like i did uh, you can get lost <laughs> but that's what i did i just opened the bible and started reading the very first word that i saw but it's best let me turn this down just a little bit it's best if you start at a verse that if you don't read any other thing, that except that one verse, it'll be very important in your life. And that's John verse chapter three, verse 16. It's in the New Testament. In fact, I'll just click, go over it real quick. And for those who may not know what it says, um, maybe you just got saved, you're not sure. Matthew, Mark, it says Matthew, Mark, Luke, all right? And then John, and there's John right there. And then we'll go to verse or chapter three, Go to chapter three. This is, so you can kind of see it's like towards the end of the book here. If this is, if you have the Old and the New Testament, it's kind of in the book. If you have just a New Testament, it's right there towards the beginning of it. And then, uh, so you want to go to chapter three. You want to go down here to verse 16. And it says here, uh, let me, long chapter, verse 16. This is right here, verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life." So that's a very good verse. That's actually the most famous Bible verse in the entire world. It's been translated into something like 400 different dialects and languages all over the world. Most famous in the world. That's why I tell people to start there. Why not start the most famous and work your way down through the mountain valleys? All right. so what I tell people once you uh, s- start there and you kind of get that idea in your head there you, you kind of understand that verse 16 there and then you can kind of read the v- verse above it and the verse below it kind of kind of the context there and then you want to go up to the where it says chapter 3 here verse 1 and you want to read through this section here I think it stops at around 21 yeah these verses these 21 verses here that gives you a good uh, beginning on uh, being born again uh, it's just, it's just really good and so but digest that don't just read it real quick and one time kind of go over and over and kind of dissect it a little bit kind of meditate on it uh, maybe write it out and think about it go over it again maybe spend several days in just these 21 verses and it, it, it'll really really help you a lot and uh, then once you're done with this here and you got it down, you really understand it, you maybe even have it memorized, you just really got a under, uh, good understanding. Then I tell people to go back to the beginning of this Book of John. Not because it's my name, it's just, it's just a real good book. It's called the Book of Love. That's what it's called, actually it's called the Book of Love. And uh, go to the chapter one on the Book of John and read all, all the ch- chapters here. It's not very long, it's a very short book. So you go down towards the end there, so you see it's only 21 chapters, very short, just a you know, just a few pages there, easy reading, but read it slowly, deliberately, with thought. I mean read it with thought intent, with intent of understanding God and your salvation and your walk with God, your, your born-again experience, and your testimony. You want to be able to kind of understand that, right? And then as you have learned a lot in the book of John, you'll notice that the next book is the book of Acts. And this is where the Christian church began. This is the beginning of the Christian church, kind of a little bit of a history, very generalized over the overview, bird's eye view of getting the church started. So you want to read that. And then so you got John, Acts, and then the very next book after that, this is also a very short book, it's only 28 chapters. You go down through here 28 and then you, you kind of understand this so there's 28 so it's not very many pages you can read you know in maybe a week or a few days however you know however fast you read I read pretty slow so uh, uh, it takes takes me a little longer than most people but after acts and that'll give you a good understanding of uh, of the church at large all right so instead of looking at people in the world just stay right here Just stay in the Bible and preferably the King James Bible. And don't listen to other people say, oh, that's really hard to read or or that's Elizabethan English or that's old archaic language. Don't listen to anybody. Just get a good old King James Bible. It's very solid. It's very been around for over 400 years. Uh, Many, many people by the millions and millions and millions of people have been saved by this one single book. Their lives have been transformed. It's just a very good book. And uh, so I would get in the King James and stay in the King James and just turn a deaf ear to all those who put this one book down. Just don't listen to them for, for a while. Just really get into the King James and understand it. But read it slowly and deliberately with thought, consciousness, and with your spirit and ask God for help. And He'll give you the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, to help you and teach you the Word of God. Then right after the book of Acts is the next book, Romans. And these are the three books I want you to read, John, Acts, and Romans, they're all right together. Romans is also a short book, it's only 16 chapters, I believe, 16, is it 16? Let's see if I can pass the test here, is it 16? Uh, Yeah, 16, (laughs) sorry, 16. So it's also really short. So you've just got these, these books right here, there's just John, Acts, and Romans right there. And Romans, is a book that takes the book of John, the book of Acts, and kind of takes it out into the world, kind of takes it out to the street, kind of takes it into your world, and uh, it kind of shows you how to live what you read in John and what you read in the book of Acts. And Romans will teach you how to do that. It'll also teach you how to uh, uh, to talk to other people about your how how you came to God through Jesus Christ. It's really a good. And I would suggest that you just stay in these three books for a while. And you know, if you after you read this 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 book here, Romans, then maybe go back to John again and read John, Acts, and Romans. And then go back and read John, Acts, and Romans. J, A, R. J A R. Right? John. Acts from J A R, Jar. Now <laughs> yeah, get a good jar, you know, and uh, read John, Acts, and Romans. Just kind of get a good grasp on those three books, and that'll be great education, a great foundation uh, in the Word of God uh, on the Rock of Christ. Amen. Let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that you've given us all the tools that we need to uh, to uh, receive you. Uh, you've given us enough faith to believe on you even those who have never received you we all have a seed of faith within us to call out to you if you're not saved already this is a great time Uh, if you're listening to this prayer right now if you've not received christ just say jesus if you're real here i am you believe that in your heart you believe it in your heart it's not a mental thing that you're going to do or something you're just going to repeat after me that's just my prayer this is my prayer that I prayed so long ago and uh, that's how I came to God. I just laid in my bunk and I just prayed, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. And uh, I thank you, Lord, for saving me, setting me free from all that junk that I was in and uh, putting my feet on the rock and giving me a stable life, not a life that was drifting around and going to all kinds of problems, but a stable life, but help others to be stable, be strong, yes, and to be at peace with God. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So that's, uh, welcome to the family of God. (laughs) If you need anything, you can give me a call, 303-968-9030, that's my mobile phone here in Boulder, Colorado number, and uh, I get a lot of phone calls. Most of all the calls will go to voicemail because most of my my phone is off right now. Uh, When I leave the house, my phone goes off because I'm ministering and then I don't get home till nighttime. And when I get home at night, then my phone will come on and I'll answer text messages or emails, things like that. My email, if you want to know that, my ministry email is workwithjohn, J-O-H-N, then my last name, C-H-O-Q-U-E. So it's workwithjohn, it's pronounced Shuck, but it's with a C, right? C-H-O. Uh, John Workwithjohnshuck.com. No, workwithjohnshuck at gmail.com, gmail.com. If you go to workwithjohnshuck.com, you'll see that that's my link to, to our PayPal account, which goes into our church account, Work with John, because if you give to our ministry, you're working with us because we take that money and we put it in the gospel. We put it into preaching. We put it into giving to the poor. We put it into the ministry. Right? So every dollar, every penny uh, that comes to our ministry goes into the treasury and our bank account. And that all comes out, goes out into the ministry. doesn't come to me. just I'm on a flat (laughs) minimum wage type salary flat rate I put in you know gobs of hours hundreds and hundreds of hours a month on a flat rate and it just stays at that flat rate been there for probably three years and I do do all I can not to raise that at all and it hasn't been raised Uh, God just meets my needs in an amazing way and uh, so I encourage you to give if you want to give. And if you're on this channel, uh, if you're not subscribed, I encourage you to subscribe to the channel because it helps the channel. It helps touch more people for heaven. And uh, uh, if you want to come to our class, we're doing a class every Monday uh, on this book right here, the GEC Truth Study. This is our first book and we'll have eight books total. All f- the first four books are going to take you through the New Testament, the New Testament of the Bible. and. Uh, it, we're going to take a whole year to go through the New Testament right now. We're in Luke chapter 14 today and uh, Because we started this August 28th on Monday when uh, CU University of Colorado at Boulder started their school. Uh, we started ours the first day of class uh, and uh, So we our classes every Monday through Friday Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and Friday every single morning from 7 a.m to 8 a.m Boulder time mountain time And uh, it's live, live streamed, live broadcasted, and it's recorded. And so if you can't attend the live stream, uh, you can always catch the recording. But it's actually, what I've noticed, it's actually more fun to be on live stream. For some reason, when you know that this is real time right now, it kind of puts a different flavor. And then you get to talk to all the people in the chat room there. Uh, Today was really wonderful. I had a lot of people praying for each other in the chat. Huh, isn't that crazy? You know, here I'm talking, and but everybody in class is praying for each other. <laughs> and I'm talking in class. It was really wonderful, I really loved it. So I don't really pay too much attention to the chat because I don't, I don't have the time to do that. So I always ask people when you're in the chat to uh, kind of look around if someone asks for prayer, pray for them and let them know that you're gonna pray for them or lift them up in prayer or something like that. And uh, always and make that chat more, more like a soul winning evangelistic tool and uh, ask people if they're saved you know just put it out there if you're not born again receive Christ put some kind of salvation message in there uh, that also helps I try to do that on the, the usually on my uh, screen when you're watching it there's a banner that goes across the bottom and I have different uh, little phrases that I go across are you born again are you saved and different things like that and that which makes the livestream class a soul winning tool Everything that we do is all about winning the lost. Uh, that's what we do. We win the lost. That's Proverbs 1130. In fact, let's just go to that real quick. Proverbs 1130. Proverbs is right in the middle of the book. It's right after Psalms. So you kind of open the book, and you'll see Psalms is on the left. Proverbs is on the right. They're right, kind of right in the middle. And then you want to go to 11. It's kind of a cool number, 11, 1, 1, 11. And then go down here to verse 30. And it says here in verse 30, the fruit of the righteous, righteous is those who are born again, they're in right standing with God through Christ, the shed blood of, of Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Remember, we talked about that in John three sixteen, right? So the fruit, that fruit is the results, the thing, that, the stuff that comes off your life, the stuff that grows on your life, the stuff that's a part of your life, that people get to see. Fruit is something you see, you just don't want a tree with leaves, you want uh, you want fruit on that leaf, on, the, on that tree, right? right? The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, see? So we're likened unto trees in the Bible. Trees that grow up. We start small, there's a mustard seed, then the blade, and then the stalk, and then the ear, and then the corn in the ear, and that corn has seed in it, Where that corn could be looked at as fruit, right? As fruit. And in that fruit is more seed, to reproduce after yourself. So that's how we're built. A mankind is built with seed within itself to reproduce after its own kind. So mankind produces mankind. Mankind doesn't produce a dog or a giraffe or an elephant or rhinoceros or a snake or a mosquito. <laughs> you know, man produces after his own kind. Very easy to understand. God's very easy to understand. And uh, so that's what this is. Since we're called a tree of life, what we reproduce is life, right? Life. Uh, God said in Genesis when God created mankind, uh, he created it in his image and his likeness. Image would be in the physical image of, of us and the likeness would be our spirit. God is a spirit, we are a spirit. And we live in this image of God, this, this physical body is a type of image of God. And God is a spirit, therefore we're also in His likeness. Since His likeness is a spirit, we are a spirit. And how that happened was, God said, I, He created the image first. And then God said, I breathed into the nostrils, the nose of Adam, and man became a living soul. Living soul is in relation to uh, us becoming a spirit. So he breathed into us his spirit, a portion of his, you know, like a seed or a little element, a little breath of his spirit. That's what Jesus did to his apostles. He breathed onto his disciples and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That kind of thing. And so at that moment, we became a spirit that lives in a body okay and the reason i have to highlight that is because no other creature on the entire planet has a spirit now it may look like they have a spirit because of their animation and their thought processes and the things that they do a lot of people have pet dogs and they would swear they have a spirit Uh, a lot of uh, native americans think that in the wolves was a spirit well that's not true Uh, it may look that way but it's not true okay Uh, and so uh, the reason I say spirit is because if you're born again it's the spirit that is born again not your flesh see the outside of you is still the same It's the inside of you the reason I say that is because the body which is made of the dust of the world the dust of the earth it's gonna go back to that dust right but your spirit can't go back to that world because the world is not spirit. It's flesh, it's, it's dust, it's, it's dirt and water, all right? So our spirit lives on. Our spirit comes out of our body when our body dies and our spirit has to go someplace because in life there is no death, right? When God breathed into us and gave us the spirit, there's no death inside of life. There's either life or death but there's no death inside of life. Our spirit has no death. In other words, because we are a spirit, we will never die. Our body dies, but we who are a spirit won't die. So therefore, uh, there is two places that a spirit can go, only two. One of them is called heaven. It's the third heaven. Here's the first heaven, second heaven, and then the third heaven, which is above all this. That's where God lives, in heaven, full of light, there's no darkness there. And that is the first place, and the only way to get to that place is through God, through Jesus Christ. That's called being born again, that we talked about, John 3:16. You're born again, that gives you a renewed, or regenerated, or refreshed, or a life type of uh, spirit, and uh, you will go to heaven. And you'll notice that your name is in the book of life, just like in a hotel or or a resort that you go to, or a nice restaurant. You have to re- make reservations ahead of schedule. Okay. Same way here, we make reservations ahead of schedule, and our schedule is our death, because everyone dies at least once. So we, uh, I'll go then just a second. So before you die before you pass away you have to make reservations ahead of schedule ahead of before you arrive before you arrive which means you make reservation in heaven so that when you arrive to heaven god will find your name written in the book of life and you can come on into heaven that's how it works and you get your name in that book uh, by believing on the lord jesus christ okay now if you don't accept that understanding you don't accept that knowledge you don't accept that teaching you don't accept the bible you don't accept god you don't believe in any of that stuff okay which is fine you don't need to believe in that especially to live here on earth you don't need jesus to live here a lot of people will teach that but you don't need jesus you just need to be born you know and you're born you live right you enjoy your life you can get rich you can become poor you can become anything you want on earth especially now that we're living in grace all right however uh, once you die now uh, because you did not receive Jesus in John 3:16, you didn't receive Christ as your Savior then you need to go to the second place the second place is called hell okay heaven is full of light hell is full of fire and the fire never goes out it never is quenched it never dies down it just burns Forever. It's never ever quenched. It never goes out. It's a fire. All right, and That fire is a type of purifying However, that purified is not for you who go to hell is for the outside Yeah, it's for the outside. We're gonna teach a lot about fire come next year January We're gonna to begin to teach it on fire in the Bible so fire contains the evil inside of fire is the opposite of God is the opposite is the uh, rejection of God rejection of salvation the rejection of heaven all that kind of stuff and you so you're in that fire and that fire contains people and things uh, uh, and I'm referring to angels and uh, who will are held captive in that fire and you can't get out of the fire you can't come back and do it again. You can't come back to life. You don't come in another body, none of that stuff. That's all a lie. It doesn't exist. It's just made up lies that sound good to people, all right? And then later, now this is down the road quite a bit, down the road, uh, everybody that's in hell, and the reason they're in hell is because you rejected John 3:16 of what I've already talked about. You don't believe that. But you now you know that that's true. But now you cannot repent, you cannot invite Christ in your life, you can't get saved, it's, you're done. God gave you your entire life to do that, All right, from the age of accountability to the time you die. And the age of accountability is different for each person. It, uh, sometimes it's 2 or 3 or 4 years old, sometimes it's 12, 15, 18, 19 years old. So it's a different for everybody. Twenty, you know. So it kind of varies a little bit based on the person, and, and that's God does that kind of accounting. All right. So it's best to get saved as soon as possible. All right. Because the older you get, the harder your heart becomes, and the more stubborn your brain becomes to new information. That's the old phrase. You can't teach a dog old, you know, an old dog new tricks. That's where that phrase comes from. Hard heart. All right. So going back to my story, so there'll be a time coming way down the road that everyone in hell are gonna face judgment. And that judgment is not really a judgment per se. What it is is a telling you why you're going to go to the next place. Because God is not a God of hidden things. God is is gonna reveal now, now, right now, God is more like a mystery. That's why you have to go to God by faith. And so uh, that mystery, all the misunderstanding, all the lack of understanding, everything is going to be opened and everything is going to be revealed. All the books are going to be opened. Everything is going to be completely wide open during the judgment. All right. And then the, one of the chapters, one of the phases, one of the acts of doing that book opening is God's gonna reveal to you why you are where you are in hell and what is gonna do next and he's gonna show you your life and he's gonna show you all the opportunities that you had throughout your life and you're gonna be able to recognize it because God's recording everything everything he's recording you watching this right now it's a miracle really but we record it. I'm recording this right now. I'm recording, doing this sermon right now. So it's no big deal for God to do the same thing. You know, we're made in the image and likeness, right? So God is also recording everyone's life. Everyone's life is being recorded. And then that recording will be replayed for you. And now you'll know that you're, you have no recourse. Um, the Bible says you're naked and poor and death. I mean, all that kind of stuff. It goes into a lot of adjectives there. And now you're going to be cast out of God's presence or out of wherever you are. I'm not exactly sure how all that looks like and what it looks like. And then you go from hell into the lake of fire. So still fire, fire to fire. But this fire uh, is a little different because it has brimstone in it. So it's fire and brimstone. And... uh, it's the same brimstone that fell on Sodom and Gomorrah that you can go over there right now and look at it. You can see it. And, and geologists have proven that that fire, uh, brimstone is nowhere on planet Earth. It's only right there in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and the other six cities in that area that God destroyed by fire and brimstone, okay? Because of what was going on there at that time. That's a real story. It's physically right there. You can go look at it. Nothing lives there. Nobody lives there. No, you can see it today, right now. If you're allowed to go there anyways and so you'll be cast in what we call the lake of fire and brimstone and that's where you'll stay for eternity eternity means life without end everlasting it never ends and the reason is is because you're a spirit and a spirit cannot just float around you have to be someplace and that's where people who reject God that's where they're gonna live And so where you were at earlier in hell, it will be thrown into the lake of fire. The fallen angel, which was called Lucifer, now called Satan, or the red dragon, the deceiver, the accused, it's got a lot of different names. That angel, seraphim actually, will be thrown into the lake of fire. And all the third of the angels that uh, followed after Lucifer in that rebellion, we, we can read in the Bible, they too will be all thrown into the lake of fire. And then false prophets and a few other things. And all of that will be there. And that's where you'll live forever. There's no party. There's no gathering. There's no fellowship. There's no buffets. There's no bars. There's no country line dancing. There's nothing. It's total isolation all by yourself forever. Now you say, well, why would I want to serve a God like that who would put somebody there? Sorry. That's just the way life is. You know, that's how God designed it that's it we're not the designer we're not the creator we're not the maker that's how god is and if you want to go there you're more than welcome to go there you don't have to go there you don't have to go there but you have to make that reservation to heaven before you die before you arrive because if you arrive and there's no reservation jesus is going to say sorry there's no room for you in the end there's no room for you here there's no we we're booked sorry we're booked And you can argue all you want, but that's the fact. And I apologize in advance, I suppose, that uh, that's how God created it. And uh, you haven't got much say. (laughs) Sorry, you haven't got much say. Just like, you know, I used to ride horses. When I put the bit in the horse's mouth, that horse has to go where I tell it to go. It may want to go this way or that way, but it's going to go the way I tell it to go. Because I'm in control of the horse. Now, you may think it wants to control, and some horses really think they got the rider under control and they're gonna do what they want but a good rider horse rider knows how to control his horse and you have to teach that horse right off the bat immediately who's in charge (laughs) once that horse knows that you're in charge of him he has to submit he has to submit and uh, I've ridden horses for many 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 years i still own a couple of them and uh, that's how it worked (laughs) you know and sometimes I ride horses that are not mine and I had to tell them right off the bat I'm the boss, not you, and that's why you know an experienced rider by who is the boss. When somebody gets on a horse that doesn't know anything about riding horses, that horse knows that immediately and he runs the show, <laughs> he runs the show, it's very obvious. That's, we are like that too, God is like that. God is running the show, he's the boss, he puts a bit in our mouth and we have to go wherever it is. Sorry, that's the way it is, if you don't like it, sorry. You can go to hell if you want, but hell is real. It's not my imagination. It's not my belief. It's not my interpretation. It's not because of this book. There's been multitudes and multitudes and more books have been written on hell than on heaven. Yeah, secular books have been written about hell, real hell than heaven. More people have gone to hell than heaven. Yeah, how about that? So more books have been written about hell. Uh, life after death type books. People who have died on operating tables. Many, many doctors have written books on, uh, a li- uh, what is that called? Uh, a life after death or uh, after, death, after death experiences or something like that. I don't know exact terminology there. So uh, they're real. They have real stories to tell and it is not their imagination because stories here in America are the same stories in in, uh, uh, Nepal, China, Russia, France, Turkey, Pakistan, Israel, doesn't matter where, Poland, Australia, name a country. People have died in those countries and everyone has the same similar type of story. And you just can't, and they don't know each other. So that lets you know there's a lot of witnesses who have stated that hell is real. Now, if you're already a Christian and you're not telling people about Christ like I am now, shame on you, shame on you. I mean, seriously, shame on you. You're self-centered. You're all about you and yourself and you don't care about people you don't really have the love of people therefore you don't really have the love of God in you and you may not be saved because if you're saved you're born again you God puts in you a love for people not a flesh love not a lust love not a I love not a head love but a heart love just telling you like it is man that's what we read in Proverbs 11:30 right? Let's read that verse one more time. And the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that we can be wise. We can go out and win souls. Souls, that spirit that's inside of a person. And we can lead them to Christ. They make their own decision, Lord. We know that. And uh, if they call out to you, you look in their heart to see if they believe it. If they don't believe it, they're not born again. They may confess it with their mouth, but they don't believe it in their heart. And Lord, I pray that you, you help them to believe. The Bible says to help our unbelief. So Lord, I pray that you help their unbelief. And first, I bind the strong man. I bind that devil stealing, killing, destroying their soul. And Lord, I loose the word of God to come into their life to set them free. Lord, I'm asking for that soul, for the kingdom of God, according to the will of the Father. In your heavenly name, Jesus, amen. So what I just said right now, this whole section of the sermon, is all about this book. This book will put you into that type of mindset, that type of, that type of, uh, that type of uh, fire, that type of unction, that type of uh, thing. I got a big noisy truck here. Let me, uh, me kind of turn the camera away from the noise there. So he's gonna pump out a bunch of oil there. That's a cooking oil collection. Let's kind of do that. So the microphone is against that, away from that. That's life on the street, okay? Uh, I don't know where I'm at, is this okay? I'm I'm, I'm directly, the microphone's away from that Aspen oil, cooking oil collection, recycling, that they're in Illegal Pete's burrito place, sucking out the oil. (laughs) That's what they're doing, recycling the oil. All right, Uh, hang on a second. I have to check my camera on the back side. Apple doesn't want to put any kind of indicator on this side of the camera with our good cameras that indicate that the camera's rolling. They put it on the other side. (laughs) Kind of tells me that that Apple really doesn't use their own equipment (laughs) because the designer would put a green light on this side where the cameras are. Because I don't know if it's running or not. Many times I preach and the thing goes off. So this is my complaint about Apple. All right, so uh, Wednesday, uh, our, our Sunday prayer letter is November 12th, GC Sunday prayer letter. I cheerfully answer for myself, is the title. Remember, I'm outside, I'm not in a green screen. I just have to preach. Go along here. Uh, Acts 24, we're in the theme called Signs, Wonders, Miracles, Praise, Worship. And we're on part four Wednesday, and that is verses 14 and 15 in number 24. Just two verses. I don't know. uh, I try to get out early, but uh, sometimes people beat me out here, all right? Uh, Verse 14, uh, but this I confess, that's the title of our letter right here, I mean our sermon, this I confess. That's why I talked about all this in the beginning. I was led by the Spirit of God to speak that way. I didn't know I was going to speak that. I just knew this was the title, this I confess, this I confess. So, let me go over to Romans chapter 10. Remember, I talked about Romans. Let's go to chapter 10, and we'll go on down to uh, uh, number 9. Let's go down to number 9. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt confess, shall confess, right? Confess with thy mouth. So when you confess with your mouth, When you confess, you confess it with your mouth, all right? Confess it with your mouth. Um, yeah, you confess it with your mouth. So this is right here. What we're talking about is this I confess. So we, now we know when you see those words, this I confess, you know that somebody is speaking. Somebody is speaking. And so you wanna listen up, you wanna listen up because someone's speaking, Right. And usually confession is important. When you go to a courtroom and somebody confesses, they're speaking of what's happened in their life. So a confession becomes a very important uh, talk, confession. Confession is very important. And that's why that confession is how you get saved. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. If you call upon the Lord Jesus, you'll be saved that is a confession of your mouth and that the mouth speaks from your heart it doesn't come out of thin air heart being uh, let me rephrase that a little bit your heart being like your subconscious being like a part of your brain and a part of your spirit kind of in that connection type and uh, uh and so that confession comes out of there and your words that come out of your mouth are out of your heart, right? And so that goes back to a a jargon or a phrase that they use in the computer world. Remember the old phrase, garbage in, garbage out, G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you put garbage into your body, guess what's gonna happen? Garbage is gonna come out. If you take in garbage knowledge, garbage information, you're going to fill your life, your heart, and your mind with garbage information. Well, that was quick. He already finished his oil gathering process. Let me turn this back around. I want to kind of keep this off of people. Let me turn this back over here. I don't know if this is any good. I just, It's hard for me to see how this is going, but we're here now, and we'll do this. All right? Um, in fact, let's. Let, we can even do this. Let's just kind of go this way. All right? Yeah just kind of get away from people a little bit <clears throat> i try not to film people uh, i want to respect them i'm all about respect and honor to people <laughs> all right so right here verse 14 but this i confess unto thee that after the way so that's what we are called in the beginning we are called the way because jesus said i am the way the truth and the life so a lot of people picked up that phrase of the way you're in the way and uh the way is how we were called originally some churches are called the way or the church by the way or things like that the way and uh, but it refers back to Jesus Christ the only begotten Son of God that you called on in John three sixteen, right but this I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy see so some people who do not believe in the way they say it's heresy now that that's kind of a uh, religious term that points back to a religious book. Most people don't talk about, use the word heresy, but it's a derogatory term and, of disbelief and of dishonoring and saying that it's not the truth. In other words, you can also say heresy is a lie. They're telling like the way is a lie, is kind of what they're saying. And they wanna purge lies out of people. That's what uh, uh, Satan wants to do with God's people. Satan calls God's people heresy. And Satan wants to do away with that. That's why Hitler wrote the book Mayan Kamp. M E I N Kamp. C A M A K A U M P F. I think Mayan Kamp. Something like that. And uh, it, Hitler detailed in that book uh, why he was doing what he's doing. And it's also found right now. In what's going on right now with Hamas and Israel yeah so people there are reading Mein Kampf that was written by Adolf Hitler yeah and they're seeing why they have to do away with the Jews right because they are called heresy in a sense I mean I'm going to use it in a generalized statement okay this isn't the exact meaning okay but that's why what's going on over there That's why people who are not of God think that God's people need to be wiped out because we are an evil force. That's what the evil Satan calls the goodness of God evil. That's why people today call a man a woman and they call a woman a man male. Let's do male female. So they call a man because we're all mankind and in mankind is male and female. So they call a male actually a female and they call a female a male. See the backward backwardation, the backward, all the confusion there? And they're saying that good is bad and bad is good. They're saying good is evil and evil is good. See, that's what's happening. They're saying God is evil, Jesus is evil, but Satan is good and the devils are good. That's what they're telling people, that if you don't want to follow the Christian Bible because they are evil. You wanna follow another book. You wanna follow another religion because they are good. See the confusion going on? And many religious organizations are following after that corrupt teaching. If You don't believe that, check your life out. You have to look at that real clearly. That's why a lot of people aren't getting saved because people live, as Christians, they live in two worlds. They live in hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is you do one thing, say another. You say one thing and do another. Your talk and your walk don't match. They don't match. You're divided. You're serving God because you'll say you love Jesus, you go to church, let's say. At the same time, you come out of church and you go love the world. Yeah, you go love the world. And you can't and you you can't do both can't do both because if you're doing both God's gonna cut you out because you're not worthy for heaven that's why believers are not gonna be saved they're not gonna go to heaven sorry you can believe that all you want once saved always saved that's not gonna work sorry because I find that most people who say once saved always saved you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ 40 50 60 years ago that and now you've lived for all these decades in sin Thinking thinking that you were taught and knowing that you're taught that oh I received Christ when I was a little boy When I was eight years old, let's say for example or ten years old And uh, now I'm 90 years old and I'm gonna go to heaven because it when I was 10 I believed in Jesus, but I lived for the devil all my life I lived for the world There's no place for you in heaven. Sorry. You're gonna be cut off and thrown into the fire Yeah Unless you repent right there at the edge of your life. You say, Lord Forgive me, I've lived all my life for the devil, for the world, and for money, and for riches, for the lust of this world, and I've rejected you all my life. Forgive me, Lord, I... God will forgive you, man. He won't just say, oh, I'm not gonna listen to you. No, he listens, because he looks in your heart. Do you believe what you're speaking? That's a God that you want to serve, because Satan will never do that. Once you turn your back on Satan, he, he comes at you and he never stops. Like my back's to Satan, and I don't, he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop hassling me, haggling me, f- chasing after me. He'll never stop to the day he's taken out or I leave. He's never gonna stop. But God's gonna stop. I'll let just let that lay right there, let you think about that for a moment. <clears throat> but I can but this I confess, that's the title of our sermon. This I confess unto thee that after the way which they uh, they call heresy so worship i the god of my fathers paul was testifying confessing with his mouth that i worship the god of my fathers right praise god worship i the god of my fathers who is he talking about he's talking about abraham isaac jacob I forget what he said, what tribe he was in. Jacob had 12 sons, and those 12 sons produced all the Israelite people, all the Hebrew people, all of the world, right? Right. Fathers, believe in all things which are written in the law and the prophets. Paul believed what was written in the book and in the prophets and in the Psalms. He believed it. He didn't understand it in the beginning. That's why he was doing what he was doing. But Jesus came into his life. Jesus revealed him. Jesus revealed himself. He was, Paul was born again. And when you're born again, he reveals who he is. But he won't reveal who he is until you're born again. See, it's kind of an interesting situation. You have to step out of the boat first. You have to call out to Jesus first. Now he's already made a way for him. Just believe, right? All right. So he believed it. Verse 15. And have hope towards God. Have hope. See, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you have no hope. That's why people drown their sorrows, drown their hope, drown their challenges and their problems in alcohol in drug addiction, in pornography, in sin, in lascivious, all kinds of trash, garbage after garbage after garbage. Christians are doing the same thing. They're drowning them their sorrow. They're drowning their hope in uh, marijuana. They say, oh, it's a municipal herb. You know, God grew it so we can take it in. Or they get drunk on wine. Oh, Paul told Timothy to drink wine. So they get drunk on wine once a week. That's no drunkards in heaven, sorry drunkards a drunk a drunk a drunkard is someone who has taken something inside of his body that takes over the control of the body that's called being drunk that's the definition of drunk you're no longer in control the Bible says we are to be controlled by the Spirit of God not by marijuana or whiskey okay or something else right and have help towards God. Our hope is towards God, to God work, right? Not to, to the world, not to people, not to anything in the world, not even to your children, if you're a parent, to God, which they themselves also allow. Religious people all over the world talk about a God. Yeah, I don't care what religion you're in, there's always a higher force, a universal God, a uh, universe, a uh, higher power. There are all kinds of different names that they attribute to God the creator. Now they may not call him a creator, they may call him these other names, but they're saying there is something that's bigger than we are. I had somebody say, I want to talk, I'm gonna say this real quick. There's somebody who said to me, well, they think this is just all uh, a, a script. And if you're listening and you know who I'm talking about, listen to this. So they think this is a script, all going by script. So my question to you, if you think this is a script, who is the script writer? Some, if this is a script then somebody had to write the script, it just didn't poof magically happen. Sorry, that doesn't work. Magic is not real. Magic is a sleight of hands, a sleight of eye. It's a, It's an illusion. That's what magic is. Look over there while you do this over here. There's no such thing as real magic doesn't exist been proven many times over David Copperfield proves it he's proved that magic doesn't exist it's 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 illusions it's a trick of the eye a trick of the heart a trick of the flesh a trick of the spirit right it's called wizardry wizardry is what it's called wizardry comes from Satan right that's why you shouldn't if you're a Christian you shouldn't do magic We should not be a magician. I know a lot of churches and Christians and ministers who do magic tricks to children. How sad. They're deceived. They're actually working for the wizard, right? That's why you shouldn't watch that movie, Wizard of Oz. That's ungodly. It's a political movie made back in the 40s, all about politics, but it's also about Satan. Just telling you like it is, man. A lot of people don't like what I talk about. A lot of people don't get it. Which they themselves also allow, that there should be a resurrection of the dead. He's referring to the Pharisees. Or is it the Sadducees? Which one believes there's a. I forget which one. I apologize. There's the Pharisees and the Sadducees. One group believes there's resurrection and angels, there's a spirit. The other group believes God that there is no angels and there's no resurrection. And both are very powerful groups of people in Jerusalem at this time and really all over the world and still today, right now, this moment, 2023. Okay? All right. Resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. So many people believe there's a resurrection, a coming back to life. I talked about in the first part of the sermon. Everyone's gonna come back and everyone's gonna face the judgment, the uh, checking on who, what you've done in your life. Those who are in hell, right? I talked about hell, and those who are in heaven. Those who are in heaven, their, their life will be looked at and they'll be rewarded for all the good things that they did, right? They're already cleansed of their evil, otherwise they wouldn't be in heaven. And all those who are in hell, hell uh, they will be rewarded also for their deeds and the rewards of sin is eternal death eternal damnation so they get to have that see and that's what this is talking about here resurrection of the just the justified and the unjust unjustified and they go to hell which goes into the lake of fire right and brimstone so that's what these verses talk about Let me read these one more time. Remember, we're on these two verses, 14 and 15, in chapter 24 of Acts. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets, verse 15, and have hope towards God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead both of the just and the unjust. So, once again, this has been proven over and over and over and over. It's just not here. This phrase, this type of thought is in religious books all over the world. Not in everyone, but in many books all over the world, not just in Christian books, Christian faith type books. Many religions all over the world talk about this, coming back, resurrection. They use different names, okay? Christians use resurrection. That terminology so let's pray so Lord I thank you there's gonna be a resurrection of the just and the unjust I thank you Lord that the just will receive their reward in heaven the unjust will receive their reward in hell and under the lake of fire and brimstone I thank you Lord that you're a just God you're a just God and that we're justified by faith so we just offer this sermon up to you uh, and uh, all this time here and the talk and the speech and everything, Lord, up to you to glorify you, Lord, not to glorify me or anything around here, but to glorify you. We thank you, Jesus, in your holy name. Amen and amen. All right. and. Uh, Tomorrow's Thursday. Uh, today's church, this is Wednesday, we have church at 6.30 and at 7.30, 6.30 is early prayer, 7.30 is our house church, and we'll be doing that every Wednesday. And also on Wednesdays now, nowadays at 9 a.m., we meet at the Laughing Goat Coffee House at 17th and Pearl. Uh, I was there today, got a chance to witness to two or three people, four people, and I got a chance to talk to a gentleman that I met quite a long time ago, and we had a great connection, and so, that's every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. here on Wednesdays here in Boulder. And uh, then on uh, also on Wednesdays today, 530, we march around Boulder High School. And if you want to get up early in the morning, come over to Boulder High. It's about a 30 minute walk, 530 to 6 around Boulder High. Uh, I was on my bicycle today. Thank God for the lights on the bike. It's dark at, at, at 530 in the morning. and. Uh, then uh, we have our class at seven o'clock on Wednesdays. Then we have our, uh, our our meeting there at the coffee house. And then we come out to the street. We do our short, we do our street sermon. Then we put all this away. Then we lift my banner out here till about two o'clock, 2.15, something like that. Then we go home, we do our edit. Then I catch the 537 bus, go to our church building. They're on uh, uh, 57th, 47th, uh, it's behind the Greek Orthodox Church on J Road just off of 119 just go down to the street past that and then it's the second driveway there and you'll see our sign saying Gospel Evangelist Church and uh, you're more than welcome, just know that we preach and teach Jesus, okay we don't condemn people, we don't put them in a box Uh, we allow people to be who they are but just know that we preach and teach Jesus Christ, just like I've done here, All right, and everyone gets a chance to talk, we don't bridle anybody's mouth with everyone gets the chance to talk but uh, there's no debating there's no arguing because that's sin in the bible according to corinthians that's that's sin to debate that's you just look it up huh. all right and so uh and then uh then i get home about 10 o'clock wednesday night thursday i'm going to go to uh, Louisville, colorado Louisville, not too far from here it's just a couple towns over and then on Friday, I'm gonna be up Canyon Road here all the way up to Netherland, Colorado on Friday. And then Saturday's my day off, my rest in the Lord Jesus Christ, my Sabbath. So I'm a very busy guy. And if I can't return your text or your email or your phone call or your comment on YouTube, uh, it's just because I'm working. Uh, I'm working all the time, and uh, but I get to everybody eventually. Sometimes it takes me two or three days or day to get back, but uh, I keep circulating, I keep moving. And everybody basically knows that, okay? So, uh, just kind of a brief there. And uh, if you want to know where I am, it's on my calendar, johnshuck.org or gospel org. You'll see a calendar there and all my events right there. I have 14 events every week and you're more than welcome to come to any of those events uh, and minister and preach with me or whatever you'd like to do, sort of. <laughs> if you want to mock, you know, you'll know, you know where I am. Uh, I've A lot of that happens too, all right? So uh, have a great day, man. I love you very much. Take care.